Thanks for listening to the GP3 Homies from the Block podcast. Our podcast has tripled in growth over the last year, and we'd like to say thank you. It's because of you. We're growing. The great thing about the podcast is that we're able to cover some edgy topics and discuss them in a very real way without having to worry about advertisers. To keep it this way and to keep it growing, we're asking you, our loyal subscribers, to give. Give at least about $5 a month minimum. Become a Patreon supporter of GP3. We will shout you out and include you in upcoming monthly e-blast. And there's more to come. At least $5. That's barely, what, giving up two gallons of gas a month? Go to our podcast page and sign up click the link to support our podcast you can do it here's the show we three from gp ran to tommy b broadcasting live on your frequency giving you updates on these georgia streets these are voices for the people that don't get to speak Issues, black news, the conversation's deep Shout out to Slick I'm Nick. going in on the beat iPods, Androids, or your laptop These boys swinging for the fence, saying lie Then came a long way from being homies on the block From afros and braids and now they at the top You want facts? This is where I get them from GP3RTT at gmail.com Send them feedback and they'll be sure to send a response I gotta go now, the show starts in 3, 2, 1 Welcome to the GP3 Homies from the Block podcast. Connect via email at gp3rtt at gmail.com. Leave a voicemail 413-556-9546. Follow us on iTunes. Give us a five star. Follow us on SoundCloud. GP3 Homies from the Block. And now, here's Tommy B. GP3 Homies from the Block. Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome back to round 133. GP3 is in the building. What's going on? Tommy B is here. Uh, SanUSTL.com, again, episode four is out. Um, You can go to SanUSTL.com. You can uh, check her out on SoundCloud. Get at the root, right? Is the uh, name? Yes, absolutely. That is the podcast. That is the podcast. Congratulations. She plays uh, a social justice warrior. On my podcast, <laughs> so she comes in with the fire, and uh, we got a lot. We got a lot of fire to uh, to administer this week, and, and and you know, before we get into it though, um, it's round one thirty three, and it's like Marvel weekend. You know, I shot you a text, mm-hmm. and the reason I did because everybody's like disappearing to check out this movie. I mean, you know, <laughs> people ain't showing up. For Marvel's uh, Endgame. I mean, it's already done $358 million domestically just this weekend so far. And it's done $1.2 billion with a B worldwide. It's already made, and, and this is what the experts are saying, 2.2 times the multiple in terms of how much money. It's already double the money it took to make it. Um, it's okay. the biggest Thursday ever, biggest Friday ever. It's got the record for the biggest single day. Um, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, did you expect it for Endgame? Did you? you know? I did. Yeah. It's the last one of the series. I knew that probably people were going to die. Some, <laughs> some uh, no, no. series were going to end. <laughs> no, no, no. Meaning like, yeah. I won't tell you anything. <laughs> Don't tell I me. saw it. I'm not going to spoil none for y'all. Because <laughs> you know I what? You know, let me say this. People can, die. <laughs> can I tell you? Can I tell you? Um, they are beating people up 
for doing spoilers. I saw that. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so don't do a spoiler. I don't want you to get beat up. I don't want to get harassed. And, and what do you call it? I, I don't want to online have the trolls coming after me for giving no, a spoiler. No, don't worry. But just overall. When I read that, I was also kind of like, how do you spoil this? Yeah. It's, you'd have to get that sentence out so quick. Mm-hmm. It's a three-hour movie. Yeah, it is. It is. Did you like it? it feels was it like worth it the three? Too. Was it worth the three? It was worth it. I thought that they did everybody justice. Okay, good, good. Millennial Nick, uh, who produces the show, um, he's actually headed out um, because just about everything was sold out. So as we tape the podcast, um, he went out and got a show. So he's going to you know, give me the feedback when he comes back. Did but you I'm- just say Millennial <laughs> Nick? <laughs> yeah, that's who, yeah, yeah, that's who produces the show. We call him Millennial Nick. Yeah, he's, I guess he's a millennial. He's a millennial. Yeah. So he okay, is good mi- to know. millennial Nick and he is definitely a millennial to the fullest. Uh, that's why we call him millennial Nick. Yeah. yeah All so. right. Well, shout out to millennial Nick. <laughs> Enjoy Endgame. Good deal. Good. And, and the other crazy thing that's happening this weekend, I got friends in Chicago and Milwaukee and they are just tripping because they got winter weather. I'm talking winter weather alerts. Um, not just like might be, but warnings. It's coming. Uh, Milwaukee uh, is in the playoffs. NBA, I love NBA time, and and mm-hmm. the game is is up against. Um, I think it's tonight as we take the podcast. Uh, the game is actually up against a, a winter weather uh, warning. So uh, for all those folks who listen to the podcast in the area, uh, be careful. Damn, it's May. It's it's it, ain't it May. <laughs> Yeah, actually. But, but, you know, I mean, stranger things have happened. I mean, even in the ATL, it snowed in April before. So, uh, you know, I can believe it. It's still We're still going through that transition. You ain't got to worry about it. You in L.A. If we don't. I mean, it's overcast. Yeah. But we're cool. Only thing you got to worry about <laughs> is measles. So we'll talk about that. No, I, that's New York's problem. Uh-uh. We gonna, we gonna, problem. We're going to talk about it in a minute. L.A. County. I'll let you know. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh, Tanya B's on hiatus this week, uh, and she's actually um, she's traveling. She went out to Nashville um, to cover the draft, uh, but I'll check with her next week. I'm sure she's got some good stuff. Um, Syracuse Mike is back. He's got uh, the headlines, and uh, we're going to talk about the new assignment for this week and some other stuff. Uh, I want to get into some shout outs, um, and also we'll do some 365 Black. Uh, but but gotta gotta really send up prayers, man, for John Singleton. Um, I was really I thought that um, this thing would be mild and he'd get over it. But now I guess the most recent report as I take the show, as we take the show, is that he's in a coma. And and, um, you know, of course, he had the stroke on April 17th um, and his mother, Sheila Ward, is being named uh, temporary conservator. Uh, because he's got some really big settlements coming up, they say, at the end of the month, on April 30th. Uh, of course, he's 51. Um, all the stars have been coming out um, to uh, pray for him and do tribute uh, to Raji P. Henson and Tyrese from Baby Boy. Um, stop by. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Just can't. I know. Just don't, I know. I know. <laughs> let's stay with let's stay with John. Let's let's stay with John. Uh, baby boy, you know, the baby boy stars, they stopped by mm-hmm. and, and prayed for him. So, you know, I, I really, you know, God, I hope he pulls through, man. Um, I did not expect the coma. I did not see that coming. 
there were different reports. I, I don't think he did either. No, no, no. I think, yeah, definitely not. So prayers going up to for uh, for for John Singleton. Um, Absolutely. Craziness on the West Coast. San Diego, 19 year old male just happened um, uh, just a few hours ago, I guess, uh, within the last uh, 24 hours. Another shooting um, at a at a at a, uh, a synagogue near San Diego. Another AR-15 style gun. Nineteen year old white male uh, walked into the synagogue. Um, uh, the rabbi made an attempt to stop him. Uh, he fired and shot the rabbi in the hand. Fired again, and uh, it left um, a sixty year old woman dead. Uh, rabbi, of course, was wounded, and a thirty four year old man and girl. Uh, with shrapnel wounds, and it was the Sabbath, uh, the last day of the Passover. Um, so um, just craziness, man. Nineteen uh, year old white male out in San Diego. So that stuff just happened before we, mm-hmm. as as we do the podcast. Um, and uh, I don't know if you, um, of course, I know you guys are getting that news on the West Coast as well. It's all over the news. Um, shout out um, on another note, a happier note. West Coast. I got to shout out Mike and Tiff from the Damn We Grown podcast. Uh, they shouted me out on their last podcast. Hey. Yeah, they, they, they are doing a new podcast. Um, it's called Who Got the Popcorn, where they do movie reviews. And they said they were going to fly me out to L.A. to actually critique the movie, a movie. And I got no okay. tickets. I got no tickets, Sanyu. <laughs> I got no invite. I just heard that on the podcast. So, you know, I'm, you know, I'm calling them out. If, if you know. We'll see. Maybe you needed to call in. (laughs) Maybe I needed to call in. But, uh, you know, anyway, I did. I want to thank them because they did compliment uh, Castropolis.net for their numbers increasing. Uh, They said their podcast listenership is up. So so good for them. man. They've been around for a while. They were they were uh, the first podcast to agree to come on Castropolis and stream. So. You know, big ups to Mike and Tiff. Mike, I think Mike's like six eight. Used to pay for, play for the Lakers. They live in Malibu. Uh, hey, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just said. That. I was like, I believed you. <laughs> hey, y'all. And you have the vulnerable listeners. Okay, I, I know it. So I'm just kidding, y'all. Shout out to Mike and Tiff. Uh, NBA playoffs. <laughs> I'm thrilled again. Uh, I love basketball. I'm an NBA fan. I am a Lakers fan, by the way, Sanyu. That's why I was disappointed. Uh, even though I live in the ATL, I've been following the Lakers for a while. <laughs> and and they ain't nowhere near um, playoffs. But I can talk about this being my favorite time of the year. Um, I, I did watch last night. San Antonio didn't quite make it. But um, it's amazing. And I know you may not follow. I don't know if you do follow um, the NBA or not. But um you know, yeah, San Antonio has lost. <laughs> <laughs> this is not going to mean anything to you, but, you know, to the okay, podcast. Okay, go ahead. Do the thing. <laughs> okay. Uh, they lost uh, Game 7, but it's amazing that they even made it to Game 7. It really is like a testament to Coach Pop for all y'all who, who are into basketball, that he can do uh, so much with so little. Losing Kawhi Leonard, who is doing amazing things in Toronto. Toronto looks amazing. They beat the first uh, game one uh, against Philly. And um, the Celtics and Bucks are coming up if it doesn't snow uh, about six inches in Milwaukee. Hopefully people can make it to the game. They kick off their series as we take tonight. Um, but everyone is expecting San Hewitt to come down to Toronto and Golden State. So we'll, in the finals. You know, Golden State. Hey, as long as California's in there, I'm (laughs) good. There you go. There you go. 
Uh, this is not professional yeah. basketball. Yeah, or it this is. is pro. This ain't yeah. College stuff is over. College is. Why pro. do we have Toronto? Yeah, Toronto has a team. Yeah, you didn't know that. Toronto is. Where's Toronto? Isn't that in Canada? Oh yeah, yeah. You got a uh, couple of Canadian. Well, I know Toronto definitely um, is a team, but uh, yeah, NBA is international. Oh, absolutely. Apparently. Apparently. Okay. There you go. You learn a little bit on every. On I every did. Show. I learned. <laughs> hey, and um, three sixty-five black um, on this day as we tape the podcast, uh, nineteen sixty-seven. Uh, Muhammad Ali refused uh, induction into the U.S. Army. He was stripped of his uh, boxing titles. Um, Hell no, we won't go was the word, Mm -hmm. were the words, and he did not go. Uh, But he he won his Stripping him of his boxing title. Oh, yeah, yeah. If they could. Hey, if y'all ever have a chance to, um, check out the movie The Greatest. Um, Really good movie. Uh, he, He plays himself. Um, the greatest love of all, if y'all know that song that you thought Whitney Houston did originally, mm-hmm. it was actually done originally by George Benson and was in that movie. And um, it's a good movie. It kind of, uh, I mean, you know, it's it's Muhammad Ali playing himself, but it's still, <laughs> you know, what appropriate. I mean. it's appropriate. It's, it's a good movie. It's a good movie. It's one of the best when it comes down to biopics. I thought it was one of the best, one of the better sports biopics. Um, April 29th. Um, in 1899, Sir Duke was born. Uh, Edward Duke. A legend. A legend. Edward Duke Kennedy Ellington. Uh, he formed his first band. I mean, he was born in 1899. He formed, formed uh, his first band in 1919. And of course, uh, you know, the rest is history. Um, mm-hmm. On May 1st, uh, 1950, Gwendolyn Brooks became the first African-American to win a Pulitzer uh, for her book of poetry, Annie Allen. I love Gwendolyn okay. Brooks. If you haven't read Gwendolyn Brooks, y'all should do it. Good stuff. And um, this pertains to you. I don't know if you were around. I don't think Well, you had to be. Well, maybe. Maybe. I was around. You were around. Okay. On May, I remember seeing it on television. Uh, I was three. On May 2nd. I remember. In 1992 in L.A. Where were you? Los Angeles. Actually, it was four. Uh, we were watching the television. Mm-hmm. Um. I remember seeing the beating because they showed that back then. Mm-hmm. Yep. Saying got no sense. Mm-hmm. All the and time. It was on loop. Yeah, I just remember it being. You know, I was four, so it was a very visual recognition. But I didn't live in that part of LA. Yeah. So it didn't feel like that happened around me. You know, it's amazing for you to see that at four. And you know what I mean? And well, I'm not going to say how my parents stay watching the news. Wow. And and I I mean, it impacted me watching it at the age I was in 1992. So, I I mean, I can't imagine how a four year old would feel. I know. I was like, why did I come to this crazy ass planet? (laughs) These people are crazy. So on May 2nd, the cleanup was actually this was three days after the rioting and the unrest over the acquittal of the four officers and the beating actually occurred in 1991, but the 1992 was the cleanup after three days of rioting that happened on May 2nd. Um, on May 4th, um, singer and songwriter, Nick Ashford, who's no longer with us was born. Um, and, um, you know, he and his wife, of course, at Valerie Simpson, you know, Ashford and Simpson, the team, they wrote amazing songs like reach out and touch for Diana Ross. Ain't nothing like the real thing. Marvin and Tammy and Ain't No Mountain High Enough 
for, uh, of course, uh, Diana Ross, the boss. And um, as a solo act, you know, they did solid, solid, as, you know, and send it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and is it still good for you? I won't, I won't hurt y'all. That and, was great. Uh, yeah. Okay. And uh, is it still good to you and all that good stuff? Um, now, you know, Tanya B is not here um, saying you, so I'm going to need your help with some commentary on, on a little on bit the of tea. tea. On a little bit of tea. Okay. And um, the first thing I, I, I want to talk about as part of the tea and um, network television, um, there, there are a couple of articles. <laughs> I know this is going to be this fun. That for is you. great. This is going to be fun for you. <laughs> um, the um, CBS is already going through it, as you know, with uh, Les Moonbees and, and all this other stuff that's been going on. But now uh, a former executive, African-American female, uh, penned a letter, and I'm not going to read the letter. I am going to post the article on the podcast page, but um, it's in The Root. It's also in Variety, and, and The Root gives a, uh, an, an amazing perspective from an African-American point of view, which I always look at The Root. But the former executive, her name is uh, Whitney Davis, um, just wrote a, a stinging letter, and she called out her years of dealing with microaggressions, straight-up aggression, dead ends, uh, basically, you know, she said there um, are all forms of discrimination at CBS, not just sexual misconduct and just general discrimina- discrimination, um, because she felt that people were pinning it into one area. But it's in all areas. Specifically, she felt that the race component was a severe problem. So um, her article was CBS has a white problem. Um, you know, she said she she mentions in her art in her letter that she spoke with six different attorneys over the years, um, two different law firms regarding her issue. And when she wow. looked at the final report, there were no mentions of what she had talked about over the years in the final reports on CBS. So they basically just swept it all under the rug. Um, she said there is an effort to mask the issue by putting blacks in front of the camera but not behind the scenes or in executive positions. And so not much has changed. And and again, I'll post the article um, on our podcast. Um, The Root calls it, the title of The Root's article is Caucasity Broadcast System, CBS. Uh, Former exec calls out CBS for its quote-unquote white problem. What were your thoughts? Did you have a chance to take a look at that? What were your thoughts? No, this is the first I've seen it. Yeah. I just searched it as you were talking. Mm. I texted the link to my brother, <laughs> oh, <laughs> although I'm sure he's already read it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, he, he knows. He probably That's knows. my go-to person when the, when the tea is spilled. Yeah, he's in, he's um, in There's no, nobody in Hollywood is surprised by this. No, no. Who is black. No. Everybody who is black in Hollywood deals with microaggressions. Mm-hmm. And really, actually, people just not appreciating them unless they're doing something for them yeah which i think is a typical hollywood like modus operandi that's just how they do Mm -hmm. it's a turn and burn use you sort of business yeah but at the same time that's white supremacists Mm -hmm. that's why it's like that yeah. So, you know, just like this little 19-year-old boy, this little angry white boy, white people need to do something about this white-on-white crime. Mm-hmm. Okay? We just need to get the white people to collect themselves Yeah. so yeah. the rest of us can live. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's the only thing they need to do. Fragility 
um, is is uh, is out of control, and uh, it is something. This, that needs yeah, to be yeah. But but this it's fragility, th- and it's also yeah. just like a lack of s- self worth. Mm. Because if you think you're the best, but you're you have to oppress everybody. Yeah, yeah. To be the best. Yeah. Then you don't believe you're the best. Yeah. If you're the best, just be the best. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? If you just, just be the best, it's what you do. Yeah. Should yeah. be hard. Yeah. I know. And that's that's my point about it as well. I'm glad you mentioned that. If you're the best, just show you the best and be done. You know, let your work speak for for itself. But this exactly. issue, Muhammad um, Ali didn't talk all that mess mm, and no. then not go to the fight. Oh, he he did his work. Yeah, he said he's going to knock you out in the tenth round. He knocked you out in the tenth round <laughs> or sooner. <laughs> you know, so it, you exactly. know he, he backed his work up. So I agree. I agree. But uh, I'll post uh, the article from the root uh, in the on the podcast page. Okay. Hey, and uh, shout out to Diddy, and um, you know he paid a, a really moving tribute in Essence magazine. Uh, it's going to be on the cover. If it's not already on the cover, I'm pretty sure it is for Essence, uh, the uh, Mother's Day edition of Essence. Um, and he and the kids, um, you know, from Kim Porter. And he tells Essence that uh, Kim was about love and all of that care she gave to us every day. We just came together. It really made me proud that even though I didn't get married, uh, Kim and I, along with the other mothers of my children, raised a great family. So the kids and Diddy did a moving tribute to um to Kim Porter on the cover of Essence magazine for Mother's Day. So that was cool. That was cool. Um yeah. not so cool. Um and you know uh, I had a we were talking about this um when we did a tea report <laughs> a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> I know. Uh <laughs> with uh with Tanya B about the the uh, Lil Nas X and the young Keo the take my uh what is it the old town road song. And um, apparently in Nashville, uh, I don't know if it's a label or or somebody, an executive put a billboard up and the billboard basically said only congratulations, Billy Ray Cyrus, number one. And it talked about being, you know, the billboard Hot 100, billboard streaming songs, uh, streaming worldwide, et cetera, et cetera, Old Town Road. Now, can you tell me what's wrong with that billboard? <laughs> it's racist. <laughs> <laughs> did I did I get it right? Yeah. Did I win a prize? You win a you win a prize. <laughs> no mention at all of the guys who actually wrote and performed the song first, because Billy Ray was just an afterthought. He was an insertion. You know, they inserted him in there like a remix. You know, he, he wasn't the original. Mm-hmm. So, Billy Ray saw the billboard, which I admire him for. Um, He took a picture with the billboard and the sign said, I would not have this sign without Lil Nas and and Keo. And he tweeted it out uh, on my way from a gig, wanted to say thank you (laughs) at Lil Nas X and at young Keo. Take my horse to the Old Town Road, which I thought was cool. And Billy Ray's always been cool. Um, he's always been, um, you know, a forward thinking country artist. Unfortunately, the industry's not. And, um, so shout out to Billy Ray for that. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. Yeah. I was just writing about this actually, and I'm going to do more writing about it, but it's this interesting observation 
about what I'll call the Western world mm-hmm. because it's expands beyond America. It's not just whiteness, yeah. um, which obviously doesn't come from America mm-hmm. for the historical record. Mm-hmm. So, but what I was going to say is it's so funny how white culture insists on this formula or this conservativeness in their creative endeavors mm-hmm. that then limits their potential. Yeah. Right. So countries like, Oh, country has to sound like this, but this song is the one making money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they are not making that money no. because they don't want to accept that the genre is what the people create. Yeah. It's not, you don't just decide countries a thing. You mm-hmm. can't like, do that yeah it's yeah a creative I mean, expression it is cre- cre- creativity <laughs> and, and good creativity the response to good creativity is a good response from the people and yes. the the thing that uh, I, i'd mentioned to some people the, you know what the number one genre is right in the world no actually hip-hop i assume hip-hop though? hip-hop is number okay. one so so when you talk i mean we talk about record sales when you talk about streaming and you know, country, you know, has a challenge. And, and in a lot of cases, in my opinion, Sanyu, there are opportunities for them to be inclusive. And they basically toss that to the wind. They don't care. So so no. I, I say to artists and, and I always mention when, when we do this story, you know, you know, don't. Why are we worried when you're the number one genre as a hip hop artist? Why are you? pushing to appease the country genre. You know what I mean? I do do you really care? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you already make it yep. millions and you're the number one genre, you know, why do you care about what they think of you? So, you know, they just my thoughts. That's just me. Maybe I'm yeah. also it's yeah. creative expression. It is. Don't be a fucking Nazi. Yeah, that's it. Excuse Don't. my language. Yeah, you do your thing. Do your thing. It's a podcast, so we're all good. <laughs> we all good. And and the other thing, uh, I do want to say uh, to this this next story. This was, you know, um, I love this this story. Um, Beyonce paying tribute. Yeah, I like that too. To Frankie Beverly before I let go. Um, as you know, you can't go to a cookout without this song coming on and folks True. just you know attacking the dance floor. Um, but but recently, um, Frankie Beverly told uh, Billboard that um, the cover, Beyonce's cover of Before I Let Go, uh, is one of the high points of his life. And, and he's quoted as saying, she's done so much. Uh, this is one of the high points of my life, um, said Beverly. He wrote the um, song and is the leader um, of the original track from 1981. Uh, he does mention he's a great friend with Beyonce, uh, but he was initially unaware of her plans to add the song as a bonus track on um, her homecoming album, which was released, uh, you know, the same day as the Netflix documentary. So in other words, I'm a happy man. Cause she going to make me some more money. <laughs> Cause yes, I wrote that he song. He also said in that, that <laughs> yeah. he'd received phone calls from people he hadn't heard from in forever. Excellent. Yep. 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 And see Frankie, you know, I had a, I had an opportunity to interview his, his, uh, his daughter in law. Um, she's an entertainment attorney in the ATL on You oh, Need yeah. to Know. And um, he he tours. I mean, he tours like that band is like the black. We call it the, the black Grateful Dead. 
because that's all they do. Do they tour? And he's still touring at his age, even with his health, his voice, because the crowd. They're so in, it's not necessarily a concert. It's an experience. People just go, mm-hmm. you know, as part of their life. They go to Frankie Beverly and May shows and the crowd, because his voice is, you know, he's his, his voice has really taken, you know, some some wear and tear over the years. Um, but, you know, he's still definitely Frankie. The band is is Mays. They still do an amazing job. But the crowd sings. They sing most of the songs. You know, he's, the, <laughs> you know, he sings two words. They sing the sentence. So, you know, it's amazing. It's an amazing experience. But but shout out to Beyonce and Frankie. Um, good stuff. Just good stuff on a positive note. All the all the craziness going on. And um, with that said, uh, Sanyu, let's get into. Uh, did you have anything else before we move on? Any 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 comments? No, I just any think I'll just spend an extra minute talking about Beyonce. Go ahead. Do it. <laughs> um, yeah. Her homecoming Netflix special, allegedly the first of three. Wow. And an exclusive deal. So this is presumably means that we're getting a Lemonade album tour, maybe. Hmm. And then probably an on the run tour. Wow. Live on um, Netflix. The video. Yes. Like the concert. Good stuff. Like highly produced concert series is what I imagine. Mm. Um, although, who knows? She probably has other things up her sleeve. But she's just... You know, it's funny. I wasn't a Beyonce fan for most of Beyonce's career. Mm-hmm. I always thought she had a great voice. I like Destiny's Child. But I wasn't into that music like R&B pop hip hop crossover mm-hmm. when she was on it so i'm a a late fan okay uh but i've always appreciated her but what i can say is it's really cool to see her career evolve and to really see her grow up as a personality mm-hmm. and the more that she takes over her music the more you see her personal evolution. <laughs> so it's nice to see that someone who could be considered a pop artist can grow Agreed. and do better albums as they get older. I agree. Because not everybody evolves in a positive no. way. Yeah. And, and I've, I'm, I'm really, the other thing, I mean, it's exciting to me to see her evolve as a businesswoman. Because yes. how much money she make on that? Netflix well, she show? made eight million at Coachella, oh. but she got exclusive streaming rights oh. for her and recording rights and licensing for all that. So I don't know how much Netflix paid. I, I think it was double double digit millions you know, at least. At least, yeah. I reported so, that up again. Wow, she's she's not going to be hungry in this lifetime. No. No. So her and Jay and, and, and Jay's about to um, is setting up for a new album coming out in November. And I think he's doing some um, some concerts, some spot concerts. With yeah. Artists. So he just did um, his B-sides. Mm-hmm, the B-sides. Yeah. So good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Talk about using your whole catalog. Mm hmm. That's what you got to do. You know, Jay is Jay's approaching 50. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so, you know, to, to remain relevant in hip hop and R&B. 
you know, when you got people like uh, like him and Puffy, some of these other guys, as they get up in age, they still have to represent. They still represent the culture. You yes. know, they still perform and um, they just want to remain relevant. And uh, this is good stuff. You know, I'm glad that yes, they are is. glad that they are. All right. Let's uh, let's get into some headlines. Um, some of the hard stuff with Syracuse. Mike. Yeah. On right. to the hard stuff. On to the hard stuff. Hang on. Easter Sunday was apparently intentionally selected by terrorists as the day for a deadly attack. More than 200 people were killed and at least 450 injured in multiple bomb blasts that ripped through churches and luxury hotels in Sri Lanka. Three Americans are among the victims. It was the first major attack on the Indian Ocean Island since the end of a civil war 10 years ago. The Archbishop of Colombo demanded justice. Find out who is responsible behind this act and also to punish them mercilessly. Sri Lankan police have arrested 13 Uh. people and uncovered a safe house. Strong division among Democrats on the issue of impeachment. Some party leaders see it as a path to nowhere. But Democrat and House Judiciary Chairman Jerry Nadler thinks the Mueller report provides enough evidence to justify impeaching President Trump. Telling NBC's Meet the Press. If proven, some of this would be impeachable, yes. Destruction of justice, if proven, would be impeachable. But the president's personal attorney, Rudy Giuliani, told CNN the evidence isn't there. There was no obstruction. They don't point to a single obstruction in their investigation. Herman Cain facing resistance from fellow Republicans has withdrawn from consideration for a seat on the Federal Reserve Board, according to President Trump. In addition to other issues, economists and critics had expressed concerns about the president selecting loyalists to serve on the traditionally nonpartisan U.S. Central Bank. The government has filed its first criminal charges against a major drug distributor and company executives over their alleged roles in fueling the nation's opioid epidemic. Rochester Drug Cooperative Incorporated, one of the 10 largest U.S. drug distributors, agreed to resolve charges that it turned a blind eye to thousands of suspicious orders for opioids. It is the first time executives of a pharmaceutical distributor and the distributor itself have been charged with drug trafficking. Our office will do everything in its power to bring to justice anyone responsible for unlawfully fueling this opioid epidemic. And that includes executives who illegally distribute drugs from their boardrooms. U.S. Attorney Jeffrey Berman also said that Rochester agreed to pay a $20 million fine and enter a five-year deferred prosecution agreement. Court experts say the Supreme Court is likely to rule to allow a citizenship question on the 2020 census. They heard arguments Tuesday. If they rule as predicted, it would clear the way for all households to be asked about citizenship for the first time since 1950. The concern, a reduced response rate among 22 million non-citizens, which could affect the allocation of house seats and about $650 billion in federal funds, moving Mm. the money from Democratic to Republican states. Mm. The president's son-in-law and advisor Jared Kushner is weighing in on the Mueller report, telling a Time magazine forum that the Mueller investigation only happened because Democrats couldn't believe that Donald Trump was elected president. Yeah, instead of saying, oh wait, we got it wrong, they said, well, maybe it was Russia. And I think now we've spent two years going through that nonsense. To be clear, it was Republicans in the Justice Department that decided to start the investigation. <laughs> Former Vice President Joe Biden entered the 2020 Democratic presidential field Thursday as the instant front runner. So the big question, does he have the endorsement of former President Barack Obama? I asked President Obama not to endorse 
and he doesn't want to, this, we should, whoever wins this nomination should win it on their own merit. Yesterday morning, Biden released a video that ignored the other Democratic candidates and focused squarely on President Trump. If we give Donald Trump eight years in the White House, he will forever and fundamentally alter the character of this nation. The yeah, president punched back on Twitter <laughs> calling true. Biden Sleepy Joe. Now that he's in, the others are responding. Both Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren are criticizing fellow Democratic presidential candidate Joe Biden for going after big money donors following his entry into the race. Some Democrats in the party question whether he's too old and too centrist for a party looking for fresh faces moving in a more liberal direction. And last night, President Trump weighed in on Fox News. I've known Joe over the years. He's not the brightest light bulb in the group. Okay. Despite the negative reactions, Biden <laughs> enters the race as the frontrunner in most Democratic primary <laughs> polls. Hundreds Hot of st- staff and faculty at UCLA and Cal State in California okay, will here be we go. quarantined after being exposed to measles, according to health officials in Los Angeles County. You need to stay at a specified location. And you need to stay there until such time that you are deemed as not likely to come down with the disease. That's Dr. Montu Davis, director of the L.A. County Health Department. There has been an unusual measles outbreak this year. Measles was declared eliminated in 2000. The CDC says misinformation about the safety of the measles vaccine is a contributing factor to the uptick in cases for cities like New York. Thank you, Jenny McCarthy. <laughs> she started. I mean, Did I'm he sorry, say that was by UCLA. Yes. Okay, that's unfortunate because that's going to start some stereotype conversation. Uh oh, here we go. <laughs> well, the well, the measles outbreak in New York is because of the Orthodox Jewish community. Hmm. Basically. Okay. okay. In New York. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not everyone was not vaccinating. In the Orthodox Jewish community, mm-hmm. they went. They took some of their kids to Israel. Hmm. There's a measles outbreak in Eastern Europe, so those Eastern Europeans who came to Israel brought their kids with measles. Wow! There was an exchange, and then they brought that back to New York, right? But where UCLA is is both Little Persia hmm. and a Jewish area. Hmm. Wow. So it'll be interesting to see how it got over here. Well, you know, it's interesting, though, because you've got like Jenny. I mentioned Jenny McCarthy for a reason, because she was one of the advocates uh, for uh, parents. Anti-vax. Anti-vax. And and you go online. I mean, they've got all these anti-vax websites. And it's unfortunate because a lot of these kids are vulnerable to it now. Whereas, yeah. you know, as, as Mike mentioned in his report, um, you know, it had pretty much been eradicated back in 2000. So now you've got these pockets. I mean, we I'm in Georgia. I'm in ATL and we've got pockets of measles, you know, happening in the state of Georgia. So um, and, and the other there was another report that came out. Uh, God, if you anybody born before 1989 needs to be uh, vaccinated again. Because the because of what? the new strain, yeah, yeah. There's a, a potential. There's a, I was born before 19. <laughs> anybody born? Wait, before, we were both were. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, well, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I'm yeah, you were born, right? <laughs> You're so, not younger than me. <laughs> so, bottom line is, if you were born before 1989, potentially there may be a need for you to be vaccinated again because of a new strain. 
and uh, it, it's just out of control. And and I, I you know, I, I, I get, you know, the um, the need um, to protect your kids. I think there was there was some, um, and, and you know what? I hate, you know, talking about conspiracies and things like that. But I know the big thing was, I think part of this came out of um, a, a protection of children against um, autism. And and they were saying that the uh, the vac- these vaccines were contributing, you know, to a rise in autism. I mean, part of that was. But, you know, again, you know, a lot of this stuff, you know, is un- unsubstantiated. Uh, it's their rumors. And, you know, um, yeah, I, I, uh, it's just frustrating when you see something like measles that's preventable popping up all across the country. And, and it's dangerous. I mean, it is dangerous when you talk about these new strains. um, Luckily, it can be treated, but it leaves harmful side effects. It does. And uh, so so hopefully uh, we can get a handle on it, um, you know, but just, you know, there you go, L.A. I told you, I told you, you know, popping up. Apparently. Well, fortunately, I've taken public transportation my whole life. So mm-hmm. I feel like my immune system oh, absolutely. is <laughs> baller. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're on the, the train and bus. Oh, absolutely. You, you uh, know, people coughing in public oh spaces. Oh, my God. That is, uh, I am immune. You are immune. And, um, you know, prayers to the uh, people of Sri, Lan- Sri Lanka. Uh, just unfortunate. Absolutely, Absolutely unfortunate. Uh, we've already done the podcast um, on, the, on the day that it had occurred last week. Um, just a couple of uh, mentions about uh, the split on impeachment with the Dems. Just do your job. That's my point. My point is, is not about what it's going to lead to or how difficult is it, it will be. Ultimately, you were elected to do a job. So, it does, you know, that's it wasn't going to be easy. It wasn't going to be all sound bites and 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 uh, and, you know, camera uh, being on camera and and public appearances and shaking hands and kissing babies. There's hard work involved, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and I think these guys forget the fact that they were elected to do a job. So regardless of how difficult, you know, I don't want to hear how difficult is it's going to be. I just want to hear that if it's doable and you need to do it, then you got to do it while you're in office. Am I am, that sound pretty logical to me? It does to me. So uh, to you, what about to you? Is that sound logical? <laughs> you know, it sound logical. I mean, I just go ahead. We're living in a time where people are acting surprised about all the way people are avoiding accountability mm-hmm. or the truth. We can't be surprised anymore. No, no. So, just you know, know just gotta to just gotta do your job. Herman Cain thing was a waste of time. Um, <laughs> straight up, that was just comedy. What um, a perfect name for uh, a black tea party neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> like last name Cain. Come on now. Absolutely, I'll leave it at that. But that's a very good point. Glad you said that. Um, opiate, opiate, uh, criminal charges. You know, I watched, and I don't know if y'all have seen this, uh, 2020 did a special this weekend on who killed Prince. And if you haven't had a chance to see it, I know it's on demand. Um, 2020 ABC. Yeah. Yeah. So I know it's on demand on ABC, but it's really good because what it does, it follows, you know, how you can follow where the drugs came from, you know, from, who he bought it from, he, they just basically followed the chain and they followed the chain 
all the way back to China, like to Ch- where China is actually creating uh, this fent- the fentanyl, which is a made up or a created, I don't know, a, a, a bootleg version of fentanyl that they're making in these kitchens. Um, they, they put the drug in, you know, a gallon milk jug. Yeah, they were showing these people put the drug, the powder, you know, they were mixing it in a milk jug. OK, and this is how they're creating the pill, the fentanyl, the fake fentanyl. And um, this um, there's a town in Tennessee, Murfreesboro, and Murfreesboro has apparently these pop up little, you know, almost like meth labs, drug labs. And in one night, they were talking to the EMS people. One night, they said they were going from house to house, like back to back, overdose calls for from these the, this fentanyl. So the the opiate crisis is real. It and it's, it's real, and and I do think these drug companies have to be held accountable. And I don't know if you knew, like Definitely. a couple of, a couple of years ago, even for a while, I think they've shut most of them down. You had these pain clinics. I don't know if you recall. You ever heard of these pain clinics where people, they weren't doctors, but they were like, if you couldn't see a doctor, you could just go to a pain clinic and be subscribed opiate, like, uh, you know, medication, you know, whatever what? medication. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think so, I heard about that. Yeah. So so you had this number, this rise in the number of quote unquote, quote unquote, pain clinics. And, and a lot of these people became addicted because, you know, you had these people basically and they were taking Medicaid, Medicare, all the, you know, insurance money. Um, but they were basically people who were just distributing drugs to people who were in pain. They couldn't see a doctor. They couldn't get to a doctor in time, but they needed, you know, they needed the relief. So they went to a pain clinic and that's what they got. Crazy. So. Um, the citizenship question um, is unfortunate because it's gangster. It is another gangster move by the Republican Party. It's just a gangster move. And it's going to take, if it does go through, which basically uh, the question would be, are you a U.S. citizen? As as Mike mentioned, it hasn't been on the census since 1950. But, you know, there are a lot of the other most racist time <laughs> no, the, the real in modern America, America. When, when he talks about make America great again. That's where he's pointing to. So my point is, when it comes down to, um, in, well, not necessarily intimidating people, but scaring people to indicate that they are not a citizen on the census, you're going to have a lot of people who just won't click that box and. and you know, basically those areas will have their funds based on the undercount. The money is going to be moved to other cities as these the pot. You're going to see population drops. Uh, but but the, the unfortunate thing about it, it's not just going to impact those who might be, quote unquote, undocumented. It's going to impact the African-American communities as well, because a lot of those undoc- undocumented folks are living in African-American pockets. Does that make sense? And you probably see yes. that in some cases in L.A. where they yeah, live sure. together. So are they live in an area so that money, once the you know population drops, the money allocation and their representation as their population goes down, because people aren't going to be counted. Population goes down, your money goes down. Population goes down, your representation goes down. So it's a gangster move. It's a gangster move. And, and hopefully, I don't know what the Supreme Court's going to do, 
but uh, the opinion is that the Supreme Court's going to going to push it through, which will be interesting. So we'll see. The Kushner comment. I'm glad you laughed. That's just funny. That's just, <laughs> <laughs> that's just you know, uh, Joe Biden. What are your thoughts on Joe Biden? He ain't going to win. <laughs> He's creepy. I mean, we talked a little bit. Yeah, about we this. talked a little bit about it, but you know, there's some evolution. I'm, I'm wondering, but go ahead. I want to hear his logo is a garbage can. Have <laughs> you seen the logo? No, a it's garbage like, can. It, no, it doesn't literally. It, I just mean it is garbage. Oh, oh, oh! My but <laughs> I had a friend who was conducting an Instagram um, questionnaire. Yeah, he just like put up Biden's logo. Mm-hmm. And says, "What do you think? What do we think about this?" Yeah, and the responses were hilarious. There were some really good ones. Mm. I said, "Biden, B Y E, wow, D I N, Biden." But <laughs> what I'll say is, I love that Warren and Biden and Bernie are arguing. They are none of them are going to win. Wow! So if they want to take each other out. That's what they can do. Yeah, I, I I think here's here's my my issue. I think that that first of all the Anita Hill issue that Biden had. Yes, he's, he needs to address that. It's a like, problem. Like as as Ti told uh, Kodak Black expeditiously. You know that's something <laughs> <laughs> he need to deal with that expeditiously. Okay, that that's something that he doesn't need to continue to haunt him. He needs to deal with it. Even if it means go on, I mean, it said go on Oprah, go on, you know, he's already been on The View. I know. They need to do one-on-one and just talk it out. They need to work that You better out. ask Michelle to interview. Yeah. You better hope to get some points, Joe. Get some points. So do something right away to deal with that. The other thing with um, um, with with Joe, um, and I know the creepiness, the, the, the touching, the stuff he's done, um, which quite frankly, I mean, candidly, I'm not going to... Uh, uh, look 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 away from that but i just don't think he knows he does it i think it's just something you know what i mean i think you know he's just gonna his you think people, he doesn't know what i don't think he's aware of his creepiness you know does that make sense uh-huh. and and yes. i think the people around him when they see him like you know how people some people just don't know they they have that creepiness in them and <laughs> you know <laughs> you got you got relatives and they're like uh uh-uh, don't uh uh-uh, don't do that right he needs a don't do that around him like like somebody yeah, that's true who just like slaps his hand or and you know almost like a don't do that coach no don't do that yes no i don't just say like that key and peel had yes. the anger translator yes. he needs a behavior <laughs> translator he's, he's got to because don't i don't do it bite it don't do it don't do it don't do it don't touch them <laughs> Don't, don't Nobody wants hair. to be touched by you. <laughs> don't smell, don't smell <laughs> that girl's hair. No, don't do it. Is so, that your wife? Don't do it. Yeah. So reaction to Biden, the announcement, um, you know, from Bernie, I agree. Uh, they, you know, they, they, um, you know, they're a little, a little uh, salty, but you know, that that's, I expected that from those two uh, because of the fact that he's now the front runner, you know, and, of course. and, and they, um, you know, it slips them down a couple of notches. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. Um, but one of the things, um, and I'm going to post some of this information on the podcast page um, this week. Uh, I, I will I will give Elizabeth Warren credit this week. She was at the She the People Forum in Houston, and she lit it up. 
I mean, I'm not going to lie to you between Elizabeth Warren and Kamala Harris. They ripped it. Bernie, not so much. As a matter of fact, he ripped it in a different way, in a negative way, uh, because mm-hmm. he just well, he wasn't transparent. But I will give it to Elizabeth Warren. Let me know if this makes sense to you. It's turning out to be the blackest candidate. You know, she the things that she's saying. And, and I, I, was, I was joking with Millennial. I was like, damn, she's almost pandering. It's almost like pandering, which, you know what? Quite frankly, we deserve it. We deserve someone based on our our loyalty and our vote. We de- we deserve someone who says, look, I hear you and I will speak for you and I will say what needs to be said. You know what I mean? And a lot of people just won't say what needs to be said because they don't want to lose votes. But she's like at this point where a couple of things I want to mention, she's talking about, um, you know, she's talking to black women and millennials. She's talking about the infant mortality rate among black women, which nobody really has talked about as a as a presidential candidate. She's addressing Mm -hmm. that. Um, She's directly talking about HBCUs. She says she has an actionable plan to invest $50 billion, with a B, in HBCUs. Um, I don't know if you deal with this. I've, 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 I've passed my point. I'm done. But student loan forgiveness plan. Um, she says she has a plan, basically, uh, that will impact the economy. It'll impact the economy more than jobs and tax cuts. I mean, we're talking student debt stands at $1.46 trillion, with a T. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Trillion dollars. Mm-hmm. And then you're talking about 79 billion uh, in debt was added in 2018 alone. So in 2018 alone, another 79 billion went into debt. I mean, 79 billion dollars in debt was added. Amazing. Yes, I'm pretty sure the interest on my loans <laughs> was about 5,000 of those dollars. <laughs> uh, just the interest. You know what I mean? It's loan sharkish. Yes. I mean, you know, those, those, you know, so my point is, if she's talking about wiping that out and, and there was an article that said basically student loan forgiveness could immediately turn the economy around because it gives people more. Um, you're talking about giving people more discretionary income where a lot of people yeah. can't. They can't even buy a first home. They can't start a business. They can't hit the milestones for adulting because of the fact that they have so much student loan debt. And I, you know, I've, I've, I've said this on the podcast before. I do fault the schools. I think the schools overcharge. I think there's some schools that are just ridiculously priced and they don't deliver the goods when these kids graduate. They, you know, they, they don't, you know, you, you, you're going for a career that will never pay back the debt, yep. you know? So, you know, I, I, I don't, I, I believe in kids doing what they want well, to say kids, but you know, I, I believe in people wanting to do what they want to do. But, you know, if you go into art and you're not, you know, you can't go into art and expect to pay back what? Three hundred thousand dollars. Three hundred thousand. Yeah. <laughs> you know, two hundred. Well, the crazy $1? thing is, for instance, like NYU, mm. I think it's like seventy two thousand a year. Yeah. Which is which is actually but when I was in college yeah. 10 years ago, it was like fifty thousand a year. Mm hmm. Ridiculous. The increase. Yeah. yeah. You know, and um, you just twenty two thousand dollars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's in 10 years, in 10 years. So, you know, you're paying down interest. So, yeah. So I, I just had to mention that that's part of the assignment. Look into what she I saying. will say. My yeah. mother is a Warren fan. 
I think it's interesting because I feel like people like Warren or Bernie have more standing and more basically white privilege to be able to stating their platforms right now. Mm, okay. Whereas the Kamalas and the Corys, etc. One haven't really gone up on the presidential conversation, mm-hmm. yeah. but also I don't think they're in a position to isolate anybody yet. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think some of these candidates are going to talk until they're on stage Yeah, or until their ads start coming out. So at the end of this year, we should get some interesting statements all around because apparently someone who's running who's not black is a reparations person. And and she's already talked about Elizabeth Warren has already talked about reparations. She's for it. Exactly. Yes. So I didn't even include that. That's another that's another thing that's that's huge. That's part of her platform. Yes. I mean, it's interesting. I don't. I don't know what she'll do if she's in office because I know what everyone says mm-hmm. and then what they can actually do yeah. considering all the infighting. You know, but I'll say but this, Sandy. It's I'll a say good this. start. It is a good start, but I will say this about her. And and I'm, I, you know, I don't know who I'm going to vote for yet, so I'm, I'm not endorsing Nor anybody. Nor do I. Uh, but I will say this, um, that a lot of her ideals, a lot of the things she's talking about, these aren't new. She's been talking about this stuff for a long time. She's always been focused on personal finance and mm-hmm. and and basically a lot of the things she is mentioning. She's been talking through throughout about throughout her um, her career in politics. So it's not new, but she's bringing it, bringing it more to the foreground, um, you know, bringing it more more to the you know, to the foreground. Um, another thing, extra credit. I'm going to post this because we're running out of time. Just got a few minutes left. Um Extra credit for uh, Twitter is not America. Uh, this was in the Atlantic. I saw this. <laughs> so uh, this was from the Atlantic uh, in the United States. It says Twitter users are younger, wealthier, more politically liberal and, the gen- and than the general population. 42% of the sampled users had a college degree versus 31% of the U.S. adults broadly. That's kind of incredible considering how many trolls I know. are on Twitter. You know? So, but you know, they're, they're smart trolls, I guess. I mean, I smart guess. and rich. Uh, 41% reported an income of more than 75000 uh, Another large uh, difference from the, Good from the for country. Them. Um, we're far, far more likely, 60%, to be Democrat or lean Democrat than be Republicans or lean Republican, which is 35%, which is pretty crazy. What you got before we wrap up, before we get out of here? Got a few. Oh, uh, well, by April... We are already almost halfway through this year. Mm-hmm. Summer season coming up. Um, only more intense things coming up. You yeah. know, when the temperature rises, so does the stupidity. Mm-hmm. So we'll, you know, just be safe out there, people. Be attentive. Something I've been talking about, especially as this um, 2020 election starts to gain momentum, is that. There's so many crises going on in this world and this country, which is highly influential in the world. Mm -hmm. And something that I've been thinking about, especially looking at like Elizabeth Warren's talking points, it's funny because she's just saying what inevitably will have to be addressed. Yeah. yeah, Right. Like politics right now is people negotiating the order in which important things need to be addressed. Yep. And so whoever 
is going to get my vote is the person who is seems the most sensible in there, what they're ready to address. So they're being the adults in the room. Uh, would you yes. Say? <laughs> if you're going to be ahead. Yeah. If you're ahead of your if you're ahead of politics now, mm-hmm. you're basically behind. <laughs> so yeah. you're ready. You're still behind progressiveness. Yeah. So Elizabeth Warren is just saying something that's not been said for at least a decade, 20 years Agreed. by anyone seeking presidency. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, and the more people who do that, the better. But in the meantime, folks, I I strongly encourage voting because personally it takes me 20 minutes to do. Mm-hmm. And the amount I complain and hate, I can take 20 minutes to vote. That being said, live your lives. Don't expect any presidential candidate to save you. Mm-mm. I was in college when Obama was elected. I literally had professors tell me we lived in post-racial America. Mm. Guess what race they were. <laughs> Get to know people around you. Yeah. Get to know your community. We don't know what technological things are going to happen. Understand that, like, what happened in Sri Lanka probably made communicating impossible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you need to know the people in your community so you're not afraid people are going to lose their minds yeah. if things don't go well. That's my suggestion for this summer. Get to know your neighbors. Yeah, true enough. <laughs> true enough. That's real important. That's a good point. That's a very good point. Anything else? How can people get in touch with you again? Let them know. You can find me at my website, sanustel.com. That's S A N as in Nancy, Y U E S T E L L E dot com. I'm also at Instagram on that. Um, Technically, you can find me on Facebook with that. But just come to my website and you'll find everything else. Good stuff. Good stuff. Sanustel.com. And I'll make sure it's posted. On the podcast page too. I told you, man, uh, Castropolis ain't no joke. When it when that time it ticks down, not. boom, one o'clock. <laughs> Who's next? Wrap it up. Wrap it up. But uh, you can check us out. Go to castropolis.net. And actually, we do the show every week. Um, Sanyu's on or Sanyu, however you you like to pronounce. Either it. one. Either, Either one. one. Uh, castropolis.net. You can uh, basically check us out and stream it from there. You can stream us on Instagram uh, at GP3 underscore Homies. Uh, follow us there on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcast, uh, SoundCloud, Podbean, TuneIn Radio. Uh, you can search GP3 Homies from the Block. Also, uh, we are uh, accepting your support on Patreon to keep everything rolling on Castropolis. You can go to castropolis.net. The link is there. And um, one of the things I do want to shout out the other podcast, um, Toulon, yes. the, um, you know, the Toulons, um, uh, Breaks Media Network, uh, of course, um, uh, Mike and Tiff, Damn We Grown, uh, Gail at a seat at the table. And let's see, the dope black chick, uh, she's doing her mm-hmm. thing. And just so many others, man. You can go and find them all right there on castropolis.net. And uh, just appreciate their support and, and them linking up with us um, in our little network, in our growing network. And if you want to be a part of the network, feel free to reach out to me uh, either at castropolis.net or you can do it on our social media. Okay? Sanyu, as Indeed, always. I highly recommend. What's that? Oh, tell me. I highly recommend your producing skills we be trying we be trying me and my, me and uh, millennial nick uh we, yes. we try to do our thing we try to do our thing over here we be doing it we be doing it 
Um, but you know, uh, show number one thirty three. Um, we're wrapping that up, San San you, and I do want to just say thanks um, for all that you do, and and again, congratulations on your podcast. You're at number four. How are you feeling at number four? Just real quick. I, I feel good. Uh, we, I mean, we had our first little oh no podcast <laughs> problems. Yeah. I recorded episode four. Yeah. Your weather in Hotlanta erased my episode. Yeah, we got a reboot that was stressful. on that. Yeah, but we fixed it. But, we got it back on. Yeah. Yes, we fixed it. My my guest came back. Excellent. Yeah. Um, I'm really enjoying it. Well, that's it's, good. It takes a little bit to get groovy on the airwaves like you. Oh, you know, nah. quick and stuff. <laughs> but I'm going to get there. You, you're already there. You do a great job. You do a great job. <laughs> Thank you. But with that, y'all, uh, show number 133 is in the can. And we out of here. Peace. <laughs> See you. <ya. laughs> Bye. You've been listening to the GP3 Homies from the Block podcast. Connect via email at gp3rtt at gmail.com. Leave a voicemail 413-556-9546. Follow us on iTunes. Give us a five star. Follow us on SoundCloud. Search GP3 Homies from the Block. Special thanks to music by Millennial Nick, rap SBDG, graphics Lady J. Thanks for listening.